This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. All right. Well, door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owl underscore pod, and then doordisc.com where you can buy all your disc golf stuff and things. I'm, I'm getting worse at that. After how many episodes? Like 140 episodes? How many is it, JP? Uh, I've lost track how many. I don't know if we're up to that high, but it's getting up there. It's get, I, I bet you were at least 120, huh? Yeah, I would think around there. Because we were 100 in November or December, weren't we? January, I believe. January, yeah. Oh, was it January? All right, all right. Sweet. Okay. With that being said, we do have a YouTube channel. Keep your eye on that. It's Door Disc Golf. And then uh, Casual Relief. Ben, you want to take it away and let us know about Casual Relief? Yeah, Casual Relief. Just uh, but a couple of few dudes just talking nonsense, nothing super specific, just kind of topics that come into uh, our brains or our group chats, rather, just about disc golf topics. Um, so you don't have to listen in order or uh, on a schedule. It's really not kind of... Uh, anything super specific or current events. So just uh, some fun stuff uh, flowing and just some good conversation about uh, all things random in disc golf. So uh, casual relief, be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Very nice. It is fun. It is enjoyable, even though you have to hear Ben's voice again, but it's still worth it. I don't even want to hear my own voice twice. (laughs) So if you're, if you're some of the loyal listeners that hear me twice a week, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a question? Or <laughs> I don't know how oh. to feel. <laughs> All right. Well, here is my thought-provoking and engaging question for this episode. What is your happy place and why do you use it? PG. PG-13. Let's start with Ben. Ben has a smile, so let's see it. Um, my happy place is any elevated surface in which I can consume an adult beverage, preferably outside. An elevated surface? Yeah, he's talking about a pole. No, I'm, I'm talking like I like like rooftop <laughs> bars. I like balconies, like somewhere where there's like a view. Like I find okay. that to be very like a where I can like like there's a couple of breweries like that I've been to that I really like that have like outdoor like balcony spaces or like a rooftop bar where like <laughs> you can just chill out and hang out and take in a view, like. Any okay. place like that where, you know, a little food, a little beverage. It's where my mind went as a happy place. Okay. Because when you said that, I was thinking like high tops. I mean, like oh. the high top tables in the bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting on those, but uh, when you're when you're as short as I am, sometimes, you know, it just makes you feel tall. But <laughs> That was kind of where I was going. Yeah. Even though the feet are dangling, but. <laughs> yeah. But no, but specifically, I enjoy outdoor elevated surfaces to which I can enjoy some food and beverage at with with some people. Okay. All right. So, and that's the where and the why is just to consume. I 
I think the why is is just like with that, it's I mean, the the food and the beverage is part of it, but I'm always with people that I genuinely enjoy being around. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's always a low pressure situation as well, where it's just kind of very relaxing and no serious conversations are happening. And it's, you know, you know, dumb debates. It's uh, an extension of my random question, you know, so it's always like that is the why because it's like the no pressure situation noise all right jp let's hear it oh man <laughs> i don't really know but uh i just enjoy being at home a lot honestly <laughs> being out on the road and like dealing with people <laughs> and traffic and everything it's just always good feeling to get home but i think the other place is like the movie theater i just like going to the movies like just genuinely sit there enjoying and kind of zoning out and watching something and not having to pay attention to like anything else that's going on in the outside world at that time. It just kind mm-hmm. of draws your mind away from stuff. So, yeah, so are, you, are you looking forward to seeing Oppenheimer then for three hours plus of not having to I think about wait. the world? <laughs> or does it make you think about the world? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a fair question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm. I definitely want to go see that. The new Ninja Turtle movies movie is coming out in like a week, so I kind of want to. I'm seeing. I want to go see that. Can I say something about that movie? Which uh, one? The animation kills me with the new Ninja Turtles. I can't handle the animation. It's like the new Spider Man too. Oh, the new Spider Man's great. I, like I think the story is fine, but I can't like the animation. It's not my style of animation. It, that's because it's not why. anime, is it? Well, is no, it's it, not that it's not anime, because yeah. I would say that's probably closer to anime than yeah. like a lot of. But I don't know. It's just something about that new age, no clean line. Everything's kind I think of... it's it's funny because I think that the new animation is very much closer to the way comic books are kind of drawn than. Yes. What some of the other animation is. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree 100 percent. But for some reason in this, I, obviously not live action, but in like a film or video format it just, i don't know why it just i don't know it doesn't hit me the right way <laughs> anyways but i was like super excited to see it and then i was like i was like focusing on the animation like or i'm, I'm focusing on the animation and the previews and i'm like come on why am i looking at the animation like <laughs> just enjoy it anyways but oppenheimer i can't wait to see so you gave us the where and you gave us the why so yeah perfect so I guess it's my turn. So my turn, my happy place, I think has become just anywhere I'm alone. I know, <laughs> I know this. Oh, that sounds sound so weird. sad. Do we need to check on you, Shane? We're talking, like... <laughs> we're talking PG here, so don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I think alone with a purpose. You know, like if I'm out disc golfing by myself, riding my bike by myself, doing something like that. And I found that I used to put in headphones and listen to podcasts and do all kinds of stuff all the time. And I found that just leaving everything out of my head and just being alone and have my thoughts and work through things and do stuff like that. I think because my profession requires me to be in front of people for so much and I have to be on and I have to make sure things are right. And I'm constantly catering to people that it's easy for me to get overwhelmed and being out by myself and working through all this stuff that I don't get to work through when I'm in front of people and on it's so nice. It's so nice. And the other reason I say that is because I just went on a mountain bike ride and I like got back like 10 minutes before JP got here and I just loved it. Cause it was like, I was a little bit tense before I left 
by the time I got back, I was like, this is great. And it was great. So anyways, that's all. Just wanted to see where your guys' happy place was. Because mine is alone. But it's also like Taco Burrito Mexico. That was a happy place for me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really happy place for me. Yeah. That's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, let us know why you suck. I'm going to start this week. So I have played quite a bit, actually. Um, I did league and I played two, two other times. And I suck. I think right now is I am having the army putts. Usually it's like army fairways, left, right, left, right. My putts are left and right. And I think I'm overanalyzing my putt instead of just letting it happen. I've been putting for so long. Just let my body do what it knows how to do. But for some reason, I'm thinking about it. And I'm pulling right, pulling left. It was crazy. We did, I think... I was three under and I could have easily been like seven under the last time I played. But if it wasn't for 15 foot putts missed wide, right, not hitting a thing or left in when I make the correction coming back. So that's why I suck. I'm overthinking my putting. I got limes. That's why I suck. (laughs) Have you been playing or anything? Yeah, I, it's just uh, it's it's not like super serious. Like it's um, just a small spot on my back from when I pulled the tick off after the preserve that just never really cleared up. Doctors weren't super concerned about it. Just did the the treatment, but it's still just like you got to do it. You got to take care of it. You can't neglect it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I have been playing, um, and I have since captured the power of Ricky. Um, because <laughs> since pulling that tick off uh, at my league uh, in Green Bay, I've gone three for three and I've won three weeks in a row. So, spidey senses. Are you sure you don't have the power of the tick? You know, it is what it is. You never you're like. I mean, who's to, who's to say? All I know is is that I've been throwing the disc well. Uh, the last week, I was the only one that finished under par uh to win that division and then I, I won by three strokes this past week so like you know i don't know what it is maybe it is so he's op- openly admitting he's a bagger jp uh-oh <laughs> you know that's, that's two weeks recess. in a row isn't it yeah yeah i call it bagger i i told lucas <laughs> the league director i was like i should probably move up and he goes I don't know about that, man. You would have taken DFL in the division <laughs> above. So teach his own. All right. Yeah. True. All right, JP, your turn. Why do you suck? Uh, well, I did play the league this week, so that was fun for like half a round. It's uh, <laughs> doing really well. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, I just started making bad well i don't know if it was bad mental errors but just bad throws in general but part of it was i think i want to play i'm not going to blame this on dempsey do it do it that's that's another reason to suck uh no i just <laughs> i suck because i'm uh, dead well no no uh, yeah it's okay. We don't I'm have to go to... anymore. No, yeah. no, no. No, no, I just, I, no. <laughs> no it's just, it just became one of those things where I had to start 
talking to him about talking when people are throwing and other things. So I started concentrating more on that than mentally being able to like check myself back in and out, like to like play. So it's like being mm -hmm. dad during the round and like explaining, Hey, don't do this. And then I get up and do stuff. And I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know. J JP is actively counting down the years until he can stick him on a card <laughs> with somebody else. <laughs> And say, you hey, gladly go here. bother Shane. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I don't have a problem with it. It's funny. Yeah, I kind of missed him. I was like, man, nobody's stealing discs out of my bag. And <laughs> oh, he was doing that to Joe, and then he was oh, okay. bothering Joe big time for starbursts as well. <laughs> he offered Dempsey like two or three, and all of a sudden it was like every other hole is like, I need more starbursts. He's like, we'll get you some next. We'll buy your own bag for next time. That's what we'll do, so you don't have to bother anybody. Oh, that'll be great because then I can bother him for some. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Thor Hanger Flipper, what did we buy? I'm going to go first again. I bought a Fluid Judge and I bought an Emac Truth with our wonderful stamp on it. And I bought a Cininum. Cin Whoa, a cinnamon. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, the cinnamon is an absolutely magical disc. So. The vanilla and the cinnamon, absolutely beautiful discs. Um, throw them well. So the cinnamon, I actually parked hole 18 with. I was only 15 feet away with the cinnamon. It was a beautiful, like just full flight, full flight. In so. my wildest dreams, could I park 18? So that's a great one to get. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think you could. The answer is no, so. You can throw 340. Yes, I can. You think? I can. I know I can, but I don't play Wildberry enough to figure out anything about that course to figure out the best <laughs> course of action. So that's why it's a pipe dream. Okay. Right. That and I also take the, the the back route. I go it on the left side and take that tunnel. I know a lot of people do that. It's actually kind of funny when we put it in, we thought like, oh, so people that have these errant shots can go this way. It's not a complete jail situation. And it seems to be an, a viable option for a lot of people. Oh, all right. Who's next? JP. Sure. I turned in a bunch of discs at Tordisk. <laughs> and so did that. And then I also got a cinnamon and a vanilla. How do you so, like this? Have you thrown the cinnamon? Yet? I haven't thrown either of them oh, yet. I, so I haven't had a, you. I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, I'm curious how because I've been throwing the CD one. Mm -hmm. They're pretty similar numbers wise, but I'm just curious um, how it's going to be. And I almost thought about buying one of the like retooled lotuses as well, just to check mm -hmm. it out. But I decided not to. And then. I ordered them a long time ago, but I got the Brixton Golden Era um, yeah. cards. The ones and, that Mike Harrington unboxed. Yeah, he has yeah. like, I don't know how many boxes Mike bought, but it was a lot. I'd have to call him and see if he wants to get rid of one of them. He's selling them in the shop. I know oh, he bought X. Yeah, he bought some like a lot for himself because I think he's hoping to complete the set. Yeah, and then, right. yeah, I think he has some available for, for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talks about that on the uh, casual relief that that was going to be his goal was to figure out like a set of something and then do it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he's selling some duplicates right now. Nice. Yeah, that's what I saw. Did you open oh, JP? Did you get any? Did you go through it yet? Yeah, I did open them. I got, I got a couple of people like I got a Rebe- um, Rebecca Cox signature card. I got a Ken Climo signature. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, nice. that was pretty good pull. And then I got uh, Avery Jenkins artifact, which is like, you know, uh, it was like a piece of his um, jersey or something, and a Barsby one as well. And so a lot of just uh, common cards, but there's gold packs too, like that you can get like special stuff out of one of one things. But I haven't seen anybody or heard of anybody pulling anything Kristen related. So I don't know if like she's. I would imagine something's got to be up with her or Paige and Paul, but I haven't seen too much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know it's be a lot to pay for their likenesses now. Yeah. We're kind of getting big time. All right, Ben. I did not. Oh, you already kind of told us. Well, I told you guys, but not yeah. the listeners. Um, oh, that's the, right. <laughs> the, uh, the, I didn't buy any discs, but, um, Coming tomorrow via the United States Postal Service uh, will be a um, Birdie Pro with the Fox Run expansion that I purchased off a of Kickstarter um, back in Waco when it was when that went live. Um, so excited to get that um, with the Kickstarter bundle. Um, you got some blank player cards so you could make your friends and put them in the game and figure out that's cool. uh, so you do that but the kickstarter also had uh, a team mvp player so it was um simon james conrad uh raven newsom sarah holcomb and madison walker are all playable characters so if you just buy the regular version of the game you only get the fictitious players um but if you back the kickstarter you got you got the players so that's cool Nice. And they did that for uh, some of the other versions as well. So, like, I have the original run game, which you can get in the Door Disc Golf Shop. Um, and then that one, Simon's in that one. Um, and so is Paul um, yep. Macbeth. Yep. Um, but then they've done, they did a couple other Kickstarters out there for, like, the Yarva expansion uh, with Eureka Temp. So, like, there are some players that are floating out there, like Kevin Jones and Ricky Waisaki um, mm-hmm. are are also out there so yeah excited to get to get that tomorrow and and crack it open hopefully next weekend and and play uh very i love birdie and i'm excited to, to play this new version mm-hmm. yeah and for the ones that we have in the shop they were the first runs so that's the only place you could find the paul and the simon cards <clears throat> yep so it's uh we i think we have about t- 10 left now 12 left so they actually go every once in a while we'll get one that'll get sent somewhere and we're like oh my goodness because it's we don't have boxes that fit that thing so i end up having to make a box but <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty good at making boxes <laughs> i'm sure the post office doesn't like me when i drop it off but yeah <laughs> there's enough tape on it all right so well let's get into it we'll talk about our preview so we're just going to talk about slam ball and that'll be the most important thing we talk about and then we'll talk about the united series <laughs> we'll talk about mid-america and then <clears throat> we'll just give another quick recap of ledgestone we won't go through our picks because first of all i don't remember my picks and uh but yeah we'll just give it ledgestone a quick hasn't again. happened yet no i'm saying for this coming weekend oh yeah right yeah real quick <laughs> as we're recording this <laughs> we, we got a playoff Yep, I just looked at that. <laughs> oh, from Mid America. Who's the playoff with right now? 
Breaking Andrew, news, folks. Andrew Presnell and Gannon Burr. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Real breaking news when this airs tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Gannon, Everybody, who is it? <laughs> Gannon took a five on eighteen, and Andrew took a four to, to force oh, a playoff. Wow. Oh, so, so Gannon we're gonna, blew it. So we're going to be reacting in real time uh, to this. I like it. I like it. So then we'll follow the Ledstone po- pre pre Ledstone talk with uh, Ben's random question, and then we'll do some shop updates. So with that being said. Let's go ahead and just talk Mid-America right now. So we are currently in a playoff with the males, with the MPO, and excuse me, Mixed Pro Open. And uh, we are with Gannon Burr and Andrew Presnell, um, who is officially sitting in the three spot. Um, taking third, oh, I got to go to a different tab. Taking third place was Kyle Klein, uh, 21 under. Uh, Chandler Kramer was in fourth, and then Joseph Anderson and Nico LaCastro tied for fifth. Who is Joseph Anderson? Joey Buckets. Uh, he oh, was the okay. gentleman that popped off and had uh, some good rounds at Casey Wide Open. Yep. All right. And then we'll talk FPO. Taking it down uh, was Own Scoggins. Uh, defeating. Job, Owen. Uh, defeating um, Alexis Mandahano, um, who was in the driver's seat. Alexis Mandahano took a seven on eighteen. Uh, Owen got up and down for par to uh, to win. So if Alexis takes that par's eighteen, um, there's a playoff on the FPO side. But unfortunately uh, for her, um, she finishes in second. Uh, and third place was a tie between Cat Merch and Lisa Fakus, and then Val Mondahano and Holland Hanley uh, taking fifth place, respectively. All right. Mm. And Holland back up there in the top of the leaderboards again. Um, she did not go over to Europe, correct? No. Okay. Uh, after, after their drives, uh, Andrew Presnell is on the fairway after two throws, and Gannon is on the fairway after one throw. So we are... Seeing what's going on. Hmm. So advantage Gannon, huh? That is All what right. it appears to be. Seems like forever since we saw Owen play. I know. I don't know how long she was took like a hiatus, but it just seems like probably like more than a month. Yeah. I think like, the last time I saw her, what was that? The one that um um Sayananda won was the last tournament that I think I saw her in, right? <gasps> She, well, she she won Masters. Yeah, yeah. right. So she was pro- more than likely getting ready for that and taking a break. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pro tour side of things, yeah, definitely yeah. the longest. Right. That. But um, man. well then, th- Harmony Benz, just not great for weather either. <laughs> no, it never is. No, it never it is. <laughs> like just flooding. Mm-hmm. Whole course, four four holes become unplayable and yeah. just un, unreal. Just and it's plagued. I mean, I can think of probably four other times where something has happened. And didn't they have the cancellation of the round halfway through last year for like mm-hmm. a tornado or something like that in the area or a big lightning storm or so that, that one in the Desmond is open. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 So, 
So, Ledgestone, we'll just give a quick cap of Ledgestone, and I want to make a correction, so I'm going to take a mulligan here. I did say that they were only playing, the MPO was only playing Eureka. That is incorrect. They are playing Eureka and Black. So, um, and I don't know why I said that, but for some reason my mind just went blank, and (laughs) so they are playing that, but I'm excited to see it, and that should be the full field. Everybody should be back from Europe um, at that point, all the top players, so... I don't know if you guys were on Instagram or anything yesterday, but did you see Ezra, um, Brody, and Calvin were playing around together? And like every other hole, they're like, oh my God, we all just aced. We all just yeah. hit aces on this hole, or someone hit an ace on this hole. I'm like, no way. I'm like, yeah, exactly. How real is this? <laughs> or the, uh, the spike onto the top of the basket. Did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. Or it split. Now, if that's real, I so wanted to be that guy, but I was on the door disc account. I wanted to be that guy and be like, yep, that's into a plastic for you. That's the only plastic I've ever seen cracker break ever. Have you ever seen any other plastic cracker break malicious with, without being malicious? <laughs> um, I've seen I have some thrown. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've seen some old, old disc craft stuff like that has done that but again that's old but that's just again that's the same thing with this just over time like all manufacturers mm-hmm. and all this will will break down but i have that's the only thing that i've ever seen that has like legit like broke in the in the act of playing but it's been mm-hmm. again old that's like that's the caveat to that yeah so i have personally never i've seen old discs like discraft and i've seen other discs that'll have like a hole in the flight plate something like that I have never personally seen a disc break other than Innova. And I have only ever broken one disc and it was Innova. And it bro- it shattered in my hand. Like I went to throw it and it just bloop and I was holding the piece <laughs> and the rest of it went out the other way. Actually, two other pieces went the other way. It was incredible. <gasps> that was some brittle stuff. Gannon Burr just hit oh. the cage and it rolled out and back. I believe that was for the win. <laughs> I'm I'm I am simulcasting. Yeah. I'm simul podcasting and That's and watching. Uh so, so he Gannon, hit the cage for so, a winning putt and I, rolled where? It rolled back, but then he made the comebacker, so I'm about to see what is happening. I think Andrew oh, Andrew Presnell just won. Okay. Oh, so congratulations, so I don't, Andrew Presnell. Well, he he Gannon rushed that putt, um, so I don't know if like he was like out of it. Uh, I got to refresh my U disc to see because what was happening um, as far as like who was putting for what. But in the playoff, yeah, Gannon Gannon was putting for birdie and then hit the cage and it ran out. So then he just put it in for par and because he missed that putt uh andrew presnell had to tap in for five feet from birdie so andrew presnell gets Ooh. his first win on the disc golf pro tour this is a silver event but it is his first is silver, disc. Yep. he gets his very first disc golf pro tour event win in his home state of missouri very nice, nice. good for him <clears throat> all right so anything else to be said about ledgestone Uh, I think we talked about it last week, but yeah, always a good event. JP still sucks because mm-hmm. he didn't take his players back. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Could have yeah. flipped that bag, man, for a lot of money. Probably. Yeah. It's the whole idea of flipping, though. Like, 
I think that's oh, there's that enough Facebook. There's enough Facebook groups out there it, that you could. Flip it would some be these. It'd be easier if I was at the event to flip it because people would be looking for it. But to go on like to like bag it to like get it shipped and everything, kind of a hassle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the only part that I don't like. I'd be I'd be more willing to sell discs online if I had my own printer and stuff to print labels, which I don't have at home. But it'd just be easier. <laughs> Agreed. So. Let's get into the really important stuff here. Slam ball. (laughs) So slam ball is back. And for those of you that do not know, it's on ESPN and ESPN plus and ESPN two looks like. So those are the three. So basically, and it might be on the Ocho. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) The Ocho has got to be coming up soon. Yeah, it does. Every August 8th. The Ocho. (laughs) So... Can't um, wait for some pickleball or, or something <laughs> random like that to be on it. Probably disc golf. <laughs> it has been on there before. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So oh, with thing that, I was thinking. they have some of the most fantastic names for their teams. But with that being said, if you do not know what slam ball is, it is a basketball. It's basically a full contact slam dunk competition <laughs> with trampolines. Is, is there a better way to describe it? No. No. I mean, no. I have seen <laughs> a couple people take an occasional jumper here and there. <laughs> like, Ooh. you know, they jump on one of the trampolines and maybe hit like a bank shot or something. Uh-huh. If you're, it's because yeah, they're scared. If you're, yeah. if you're taking jumpers, you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called slam ball for a reason. Right. Goaltending. Like, mm-hmm. there's some odd rules. Like, you can pass the ball out of bounds to yourself to like reset. <laughs> Like yeah. that makes no sense. People throw the ball down on the on the tramp. I don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. Like before, like yeah, so they can know. get more bounce on it or something like yeah, that. I, yeah, something weird. Yeah, but I do like the the uh, like the, kind of like the penalty shot. You know, the one on one going jumping off the uh, off the tramp and like going up against somebody. That's always fun. I feel like you really got a two hand dunk against people. You can't come with like a windmill or a tomahawk. You really have to like. Oh, you gotta lay it down. Gotta go hard in the paint. Absolutely. So, is there another rule where you can't? Two people can't be on the on the like pad at the same time too. Like, there's the four tramps, and like there's a pad in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Four trampolines, and then there's like a big like kind of like pad thing in the middle. That resident slam ball expert of this podcast. (laughs) I guess I don't know. I watch. I watch like there's a game. Tramps on that course. Why would? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have some definitions here for you. I want you guys no cheating. I want you guys to. (laughs) I want you guys to try to figure out what these mean. Now these are our definitions that are used for slang in slam ball. Okay. All right. So the first one is going to be blender. What is a blender when it comes to slam ball? Oh, I was thinking like a 360. I'm going with that. It's know. like a, the, the, you, you put something in the blender. So I'm going that it's the air, like an area on the floor. That's, that would be my, my guess of like where the most action's happening, where like people are getting mixed up and tangled up. That that's my, that is my guess. 
Okay. So the score is currently 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay. <laughs> it okay. is the act of launching from a spring bed, landing on your back, springing up, and then scoring a basket. That's okay. lame. I like... <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Are you ready? It sounds like something the kids do on the trampoline. Like play popcorn or whatever and you lay on your back and you like jump and try to pop them (laughs) (laughs) all right and they also call it a burner just so you know all Mm. right so this is should be a little bit either easier a b t b behind the back jp yeah i was gonna say back to the basket but behind the back sounds way easier Mm mm-hmm that's what it is behind the back. All right. Here's the next one. A chaser. Is that when somebody's going up for a slam and somebody comes from behind and blocks them? I was going to say that it was... um... I want to be different. That was kind of something. I was going to say that it was maybe like, uh, like a, like a putback or something. Like it, like you jump, and like you jump off of like the trampoline, and you either put it back or you grab it from behind. But I don't know. I have no guess. Close, close. I'll give you a half a point for that one. So it's a one and a half to one. So a chaser is basically what JP said, where why do they bounce it off the trampoline? So what you do is you release the ball on the bounce in a forward motion, recollect it between the first and second bounce to legally allow the player to transfer from tramp to tramp. So you cannot touch two trampolines without bouncing the ball. So that's what's called a chaser. (laughs) So that's why they bounce the ball off the tramp. (laughs) All right. So uh, we'll be done with that. So there you go. So Slam Ball, check it out. It It is absolutely fantastic. It, back in the day, they used to have it. I don't even remember when it was. JP, do you remember when they used to have Slam Ball? It was, it was early 2000s. Like Spike it, TV. It was, yes, yes, Spike yes, TV. That's right. Yes, it was. So for names like Buzzsaw, Ozone, Wrath, The Rumble, Lava, um, Griffins, like come on the mob like these are fantastic team names i watched the i watched Slashers. the rash play the other day <laughs> the rumble yeah i'm just yeah. awesome so you, so you look in the stands man and it's like half full <laughs> yeah i bet you it still has better numbers than the wmbo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy right, oh boy <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what I have become a big fan of that I thoroughly enjoy? Cricket. I love Ooh. watching cricket. Major League Cricket. I cannot understand that sport. Oh, I'll send you a video that is less than 10 minutes, and then it'll kind of just explain it to you. And it's and I think after that, once the cricket for me, when I tell people that I watch cricket, is like once they explain understand it, then they understand like the hype behind it of like why it's so so global and so many people like it. But Major League Cricket is completing their first season tonight. Like right as we're recording this, it's actually going on. And it's been very fun to watch Major League Cricket. First U.S. season here. And it's been top notch. Very cool. And yeah, send it to me. I'll watch it in bed tonight. 
the real quick and we'll wrap up cricket the I'll be close so t- <laughs> in, in his happy place <laughs> um so there are different versions of cricket and one of them is called test cricket like that's the one that everybody knows or thinks about cricket over multiple days t t20 is a version of cricket that is played like in like the length of a day an afternoon it's very mm-hmm. tv friendly and it's very you know friendly for everybody because you can go watch in three hours and be done that version's World Cup is coming in 2024 to the West Indies in the United States. So the United States will be hosting the T20 Cricket World Cup next year. And I am hoping to go. That's cool. Yeah, I, I knew there's a bunch of different, I don't know if it's categories or division, like T20, then like it depends. It's all about how long matches last, yep. right? Because like some matches can last for days. Um, yeah. So like the big one that happens every year that just happened is uh, it's called the Ashes and it rotates yes. every year between England and Australia and mm-hmm. that is that's five te- best of five test matches and test matches are played up until like over the course of 5 days until unless there's a winner of that happens over but it's 3 2 hour sessions each day and in cricket does not have rules they have laws and of course it's invented by the british so there are tea breaks over the course of the 5 days jeez so this that series could go for up to 25 days yeah so they they are scheduled over 5 days and there are breaks and it's over the course of the summer but yes it can go up to 5 days so just to give to wrap this up and then you'll kind of see it in the video later. So in test cricket, you just play it out until there's like the, you, the number of batters is out the other version that is TV friendly and more like youth friendly. And the T20 is there's a set number of pitches, a set number of balls that is, that is thrown. Um, so that condenses the game. But there is unlimited number of pitches until the game is just over in that long form test cricket. Okay, cool. All right, so there it is, slam ball and cricket. Go check them out. Slam ball sounds cooler, but <laughs> probably not as refined. <laughs> oh, uh, and the other thing about slam ball, there's no such thing as a foul. Well, I mean, there's a foul, but there's no such thing as a free throw. They do penalty shots, and it's one v one. And nice. it's full contact, yeah. Slam ball, <laughs> that's awesome. Like if you're gonna foul somebody, be ready to put up. Make sure you wear a cup, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they kind of wear shoulder pads and stuff, helmets and stuff. I think I don't. Yeah, the new ones do, don't they? Well, some do, some don't. <clears throat> so, all right. Follow Should... up on cricket, real quick. Australia is about oh. to win for the first time in 22 years on England's soil. <laughs> They're up currently in the in the. In the ashes <laughs> in the yeah i think the women's ashes is going on right now yeah i was just looking at this yeah. i'm on sky sports which is okay. a big england uh you know english uh site and so they're just talking about it australia 135 oh chasing 384 as rain ends fourth day early hmm. okay interesting <laughs> should we get into the really really fun stuff yeah, enough with this. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the United other... Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. Come on, let's do this. All right. All right. So not to take it lightly, but to take it lightly, 
United series was um, I coined it as the rollback series. I'm sure I'm going to get tagged from Walmart. Like JP said, it's probably <laughs> registered trademark, but Ben said that before. Yeah. Oh, is that Ben? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's basically a rollback series. So they turned it into what it was before. Um, and I know there's more, there's more technicality to it. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to be more inclusive. They, and I'll give you just my impression of it. And I think it's lacking and I think it's incomplete. Um, but this is my impression of it. So they rolled back to kind of what they were before. So Natalie Ryan could play or transgenders, transgender females could play in the FPL division. And they're basically starting a new series so that they can roll it back without compromising the rule that they put in place until they can find something that's a little more has a little more legal legs or feet to stand on. Um, and then they will probably get rid of the United series or they will keep it running as a side thing that will probably not get that much attention. Um, I know that the disc golf pro tour is getting a lot of flack about this. Um, but you do have to understand they are a business. And I think I have said this before when we talked about how everything's going when they canceled FPO and now they come back with this. And I think it's one of those, it's what they had to do to continue to keep the money that had already come in, but it's truly all business. Um, they are a business that needs to create revenues to pay their employees in order to continue to, um, be a business that is moderately successful. There's not a lot of bit, uh, money in disc golf. And even at the highest level, I would assume there's not a ton of money there um, because the amount of money that it costs to run these events is incredible, um, the production of it. So with that being said, I believe this is all 100% a business move. They need to keep the revenue streams alive. And when you're eliminating half of your field, you're, well, a third of your field, you are losing a third of your revenues, if not more, because now you have to refund a certain amount of money for tickets and all on and on and on. Plus you have to fight the legal battles. So there you go. That's my short, uneducated, probably ignorant take on what the United series is and why the DGPT has done it. Anything to be said. <laughs> It's just like it's important to mention it's not like a separate event like these aren't separate events this is just a designation it's just mm -hmm. like you know an elite plus an elite series a silver event like there this is just a separate designation uh they are offering a cash incentive bonus to the top three finishers on this um mm -hmm. they are awarding separate points for for these you know so Whatever happens there, you know, it's just separate points. But again, well, points are arbitrary and they're made up and they're whatever. So <laughs> it's like whose line is anyway. Sure. Yeah. So they're offering DGPT points and the United Series points. Yes. Yeah. They're not yeah. like they're not replacing anything. So like, you know, when Kristen goes and slaps the field around and wins by 37 strokes, she's getting DGPT points. It's another points. trophy she's going to get. Yeah. She's getting a trophy, yeah. <laughs> her pro tour points, and United Series points on top of that. Uh -huh. um, but again, yeah, like you said, I think like all of these events are where what we're coming off. And it's obviously like they are like everybody's very much aware that these were mm -hmm. in states where they were going to lose battles. So basically, this is 
a lot of people have said that this is the best bad idea we've got on both sides of the camps. Like this seems to be the middle ground that is going to kind of get them to where they need to go. The pro tour has said that for now, this is what's in place and they very well could see that this, you know, happening uh, from here on out because it seems to be nobody's happy, but no one's. Yeah. I don't want to say angry. Like either- like, but but keep in mind the legal minutia is the fact that it will take two to three years for these courts to decide what is or is not with these legal battles that are going on currently. So right. this is a measure to bide time is what it is. Well, I think the thing And keep FPO um engaged, you know, keep the FPO going. Well, the way the way that I am interpreting this is is that until a Supreme Court decision is made, which that obviously takes so much time, and because it's you know local, federal, all the the way up, right? Mm-hmm. I think the what is happening from the and I agree with the business decision. The business decision of this is is that like we cannot not like as the pro tour, you cannot not go to disc golf hotbeds and disc and like these historic courses, right? You can't take out. Ledgestone and D-Glow and Preserve and like all these places forever. Like that is a bad business decision. So like I think that this is the best bad idea in the sense of that like both of these sides are coming together to recognize that you're not going to win in the state law until you get to the Supreme Court, right? So like let's just let's roll this out to ensure all of these these moving parts and these moving pieces. Um and I think, like, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll admit it, but I think that they're hoping, like, that, hey, we're going to do this, but please stop suing us. Like, I don't think that exactly. that's, like, I don't know. That's just the way my, my take on it is that I think, yes, it's a business decision, just to kind of put this in a nutshell. Yes, it's a business decision, but the business decision is, is like, we have to go to these places. We don't have a choice. We have to go mm-hmm. to, to these courses and to these events because they make us money. Mm-hmm. Because those think, women that did the uh, the whole like stand up thing at the preserve, mm-hmm. you're honestly pretty pissed about this. <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, sure, you have to uphold to the C one, C two, C three testing. That means that you know they have to get somebody outside of you know a third party to come in and test on a regular basis, making sure that this happens. But that still doesn't really ensure that. I think it's totally fair when it comes to, I mean, DNA is DNA, right? Like you can change your, you know, testosterone levels, hormone levels, DNA is still DNA. And, Mm -hmm. um, that still contributes a big part to your makeup and your athletic, not abilities because you can train your abilities, but Mm -hmm. what you are. So I don't know. That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I think, I think we see a lot of that coming through more and more. And I think what we're going to see is like, like United cycling has one now, Mm -hmm. uh, swimmers, United swimmers has it now. So I think some of these other larger sports, and I think they're just biding time. I think some of these larger sports are probably going to take the impact and make the decision for disc golf. Um, and I think some of those studies are going to be done on that level because PDJ simply, 
not only do they not have the resources to do it, or maybe they do. They do. But I think they simply don't want to. Like, why would they want to? If there's all these things are going on at other levels and we'll determine whether or not biologically born males have advantages over biologically born females, then, you know, that's why not let someone else do that. And it's also... No one wants to be the bad guy. So why would the PDJ want to step up and do these things and become a bad guy? And it doesn't matter how the outcome comes out. You're a bad guy, <laughs> plain and simple. There's no, there's no winning in this fully. Um, I think to one side or the other, absolutely there's winning, but there's no winning to this in, in, in it at all. Um, I think at one point this will all be past. This will all be history. This will all be something that people look back and like go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that was a thought either one, one way or the other. But yeah, I mean, I agree, JP. And, and I, Sarah Holcomb and Natalie Ryan have both spoken up about it and publicly. Um, and Ella and, and they're Erica both very and unhappy. Paige. And Kristen. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and they're, some are just like, mm, this is awesome. At least we get to move forward. And I think the dissenting on either side is, you know, Natalie is very like, I don't like this. This isn't right. We're going to keep fighting, but I'm get to play now. And then Holcomb's the same way, you know, on the other side, like this isn't right. This isn't how it should be. We should make the decision. So, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, <laughs> if I want to, if we want to get into it, we can pull them up, but I don't think that's who we are or what we need to talk about. I think we love to just put out a bunch of conjecture and opinion. <laughs> and if it's right, it's right. If it's not, then eh. I just, um, my my thoughts have always been the, the same and I don't think that they'll change as far as just where things are at is, is that I don't think that there is enough science across and just in disc golf. Obviously, there's research coming out about swimming, running, biking, all those things, right? In disc golf, I don't think that there's enough scientific factual evidence done by a third party to say anything one way or the other yet. I, you know, I, I think science should dictate that and research. And I think with that too, just kind of comes that I think it's important that people remember that we are comparing trans women to cis biological women, like, right? Like we can't compare men to women in that when this all goes down, right? I think that that is just an important thing that I feel that is important to mention when this research, when the science and when all these things are coming out, because there's a difference between a trans woman and a biological, like in a man, like the three of us, right? Like, so like, that's how we need to do this mm -hmm. research and do the science and do this comparison. Well, yeah, it, it's tough too, because I don't know if I fully subscribe to that. <laughs> Why? Like, just like, just like people well, don't like be people that transition, they don't just uh, like, these are long medical roads and, and things that that do right. No, no, I'm not. I'm not dismissing making, the trail. Making it of, different, making them different. Yeah, I'm not dismissing the trail. I mean, you and I have had these conversations before. Mm -hmm. I'm not dismissing the the process of or the decisions or you know the yes the mental strife. You know, I'm not none of that. I'm not dismissing any of that. But I am kind of dismissing like the DNA of it, the bone mass, the muscle. And I know there are hormone treatments that can start at certain points and things, but I don't know enough to even have a true opinion on how that, and I don't think really anybody does at this point. Um, and I think that's what we're getting at. 
I'm just saying that I don't think it's fair that like, I think it's maybe not. I shouldn't say I don't think it's fair. I think I'm just saying when the research and when the science and when everything is done, I think that it's important that we are not just straight up just comparing men versus women because Mm -hmm. I, you know, that's all I'm saying is, is that this is an argument Mm -hmm. over do we know like the science, we know that males have a physical advantage over females in very in many things but i think in this case what are we comparing we are comparing do trans women have an athletic advantage over women so like that's all i'm getting at is i think that that is the root of the argument that is what we're trying to find out so like the argument and the science and the research should just be that trans women do they have yeah it's in competitive fairness yes yeah in all of this, I don't know, has anybody asked or, I mean, not us, but PGA-wise or anything, when Natalie's actually started or any of these people competing when they've actually started their transition? Like, that's... It's all kind of HIPAA hit. stuff, you know? Like yeah, it, it's, it it's is. That that's slippery crazy. slope. Um, I mean, Natalie's I, been very open. Like, mm-hmm. she was later in life in her late teens. Because she's not that sure. old, but I mean, she's, no. she's very open. But like the other thing that I was thinking about when you were just talking about that too is, is like any trans person could, you know, obviously they could just sign up for the PGA tomorrow as a, as a woman and there'd be no, like, obviously it's very different than the elite series and major, right? But like any trans mm-hmm. person could just sign up as a male or a female tomorrow and the PGA would be none the wiser because they're not asking for anything like that. On your registration and, form, and nor nor does it matter yeah. for the rules. So you know, at that level, it doesn't matter if someone comes into a a tier or lower. Yeah, they, I mean, they can they can. That's completely okay. Um, and I think that will probably change with all of this. I think they will make a blanket ruling at one point that'll go one way or the other, and I think that's what they're probably moving towards. But I, it's going to be years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if? This, so like I never I like gave my opinion. Like when you, we talked about last week. You're like, hey, what's your opinion on? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. No, no. So my thing was, what if they just got rid of the FPO through everybody, trans people, <laughs> females, everybody in MPO, and just like, hey, you're all in the same division, right? There's no arguing about you know who's female, who's male, whatever. Then you just say. Hey, we're paying out this percentage of males, this percentage of females, and then we're paying out the transgenders this as well, like however many people. And then there's really no arguing. <laughs> just break it out proportionally. Everybody plays on yeah, the same. Like banner. you just you just get everybody's you just get the pot of money and you're like, okay, this percentage, this percentage. And obviously there's a lower percentage of trans athletes in the field. So you say, okay, since transgenders proportionately smaller they get this cut i mean they probably like it's gonna be hard because you could complain that okay based upon who wins or whatever this that gender is like oh they deserve this amount of money but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you can't deny a transgender person from getting paid because they're going to get paid no matter what yeah you know i i I think some of what the trans community is fighting for is not to be treated different based on their choice. Right. You know, and I think that probably puts them into that, that category and I can't speak for them. 
you know, but I don't know. Cause I think that's part of what Natalie, I mean, Ben, you might know a little better. It's part of what Natalie is fighting for, right? Not to be put into a separate no, division, that, but just true. to compete as how she yeah, identifies. I right? think, yeah, I think you just kind of hit that on in, like I think we're just with like the LGBTQ community in general is just like at the end of the day, everybody just wants to fit in and they want to feel some sense of normalcy and they don't want to, you know, be like the, the sticking out like a sore, sore thumb. So yeah, I think with that, Natalie is like, that is a, a root of it is, is that, you know, Nat- Natalie wants to be included in the division that she believes she, be- she belongs in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but what if it's just one division? Well, the, yeah, <laughs> there is that. But then, like, then you go that goes back to like what every FPO player has always felt is is that they want to play with they want to play with women. You know, like I think they could still play with women. They just all be in one division, like, and then everybody's still getting paid. Like, uh, you know, you pay the top per- female performer, whatever yeah, the top then, female performer. Then you get into some Title Nine stuff. Well, yeah, I guess. That gets tricky. But I mean, just because you're in a division doesn't mean you can. I mean, I don't know. But if you pay just, out, if you're is, paying out divisions, you... aren't you just, if you're paying out like X amount of women and X amount of men, aren't you still then competing? I, yeah. Creating I guess, divisions but... within the division? Yeah. Yeah, in a way. So I think that's why a lot of this stuff gets sticky is the title nine. So for what, 30, 40, 50 years, I don't, I don't know how many years title nine has been being 1970. So yeah. So 40 ish years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That has been fought over and so much as effort has been put into it. And finally to a point where, you know, Ladies feel good about, well, I, I can't, once again, I can't speak up behind, but from the feeling that I'm getting, ladies feel pretty good. And now it just seems like it's under attack again. We did all this stuff and now, and this is under the guise of, I feel like a female, males are coming into the division that's protected for them. And I think that's where some of the, that was the idea that I got from what was being said at, at the preserve on that live. And I think that's where a lot of that stickiness comes into like, Hey, we've been fighting for this for so long and now men are coming back into it. And that's the feeling that they get. And that's the sentiment that I felt like I received from that, from the preserve. So I think it's hard because disc golf is just a microscope of everything. Like, we're so like a at the end microcosm. Of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're just yeah. so we're so small and we're so new so that like everything just is just feels mm-hmm. like the end all mm-hmm. be all like the biggest thing in the world just because it's it's so small. Right, right. Well, and, it, and it's made made to be that way by people like us and other, you know, people that want to have these conversations. Um, and honestly, it's kind of one of those things like you stop talking about it and there's no more credence and it just involves the people that it affects. But I think it's still bigger than not talking about it. And plus we'd be pretty boring if we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it's just like one of the, it's just that overlying issue with disc golf right now where it just kind of brings the sport down like i just like mm-hmm. tired of talking about it t- tired of the way it makes me feel and it's just like i want to enjoy the sport without having to feel about 
having without having to have feelings about all these other like this issue i just like when you watch it just be able to enjoy it for what it is and Mm -hmm. get on with it (laughs) i will i will say though i think that having these tough conversations at the end of the day makes you a better person it provides Mm -hmm. you it just in in life in general because it just forces you to think about things from many other people's perspectives and you know i think that Mm -hmm. that's that's what i'll say i think it just makes you a better person well, and these, these conversations avoid bitterness or bring it to light sooner so it can be dealt with. Um, holding that stuff in only creates resentment. Um, and if someone knows where you stand, you can make appropriate choices whether to be around that person or not. Um, and then you will stop some of that animosity before it even happens. Um, but with that being said, Ooh, I do more. want to point out. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted just to say that I did meet Natalie at the preserve. I didn't get to talk to her, but I did like meet her i just said hello um natalie is a very nice person i think that she's very and she just gives us this vibe that she's just kind of like she is just a very shy person that just wants to play disc golf and i know that she she definitely is a keyboard warrior and heated in the moment and i just just wanted to echo that i when meeting her i she was very nice and i don't think that she obviously we've talked about this before be respectful of her and just if you see her and just like just doesn't deserve a lot of the hate because she's just fighting for what she truly believes in so just wanted to bring that up that i did have a personal you know experience with her and and meet her so Mm -hmm. i think the big thing that were you trying to fart jp no, I didn't itch oh. on my back. And so I was like, just scratching that itch, you know? It's like, you, oh, yeah. You that's... had the fart face. No. So I've, cool. I've done that plenty as well, but <laughs> just me so, over here in the corner. So just keep in mind that they're all people. It's, it's a yeah. human condition that we have to keep in mind. Just be kind to people, be respectful, and make sure you're honest. And that's the only thing that we can ask for as humans to one another. And if your honesty is not on level with someone else, they can make the choice to either be around you or not. I just, that's my humble opinion. And I think if we operate that way, that all of this stuff will go so smooth. (laughs) Just being hateful is never the answer. So with that being said, any of you else want to leave anything inspirational on the back end of this before Ben asks his thought provoking and random question? I might not be part of the human condition because I'm turning into Tick Man. <laughs> the Tick. Like the fly. Right. Ooh, yeah. The fly. yeah. No, don't you, you know the Tick? You don't know the Tick? Come on. Oh, yeah. I know. The, like the Tick, the guy that's blue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Ben, let's hear it. Random question. What is the best or your favorite popcorn flavor slash topping butter mm. <laughs> boring <laughs> boring butter and a lot of it boring like if you hold a white napkin after you've eaten just one handful of butter and it's not clear not enough butter still boring Shane, you've spent so much time in the culinary world and you're going with uh-huh. butter. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes pretentiousness kills everything. And I think that's what the culinary world has 
and they do all the time. Like <laughs> we're going to serve deconstructed biscuits and gravy. No, just freaking put the gravy on top of the biscuit. Just make sure the biscuit is good. And the gravy is good. We don't need to deconstruct that thing. And then pull these pieces and parts out. Like I don't need a side of whole milk with a roux that I need to mix at the table. And Well, now you're, now you're just talking about making a croque madame, <laughs> which is not popcorn. <laughs> so, so in my opinion, popcorn with butter and if you want to add some like garlic salt or seasoning salt to it by all means but butter best topping ever you're quiet because you know you're right right? i'm not wrong (laughs) i am not wrong um the best the best popcorn uh topping is nutritional yeast Ah, that's good it is good is what nutritional yeast it's like almost like cheddar it's, it's oh, really good okay. so right. it's really good um yes i put um a little bit of turmeric that i agree with you uh so i make my own homemade popcorn and i um do oil and butter and i kind of almost fry the popcorn and then i also put turmeric in there for color and then i test top it with nut yeast and um um pepper I he agrees with me messing with it too much. No, I mean uh, the nutritional Reese, but I feel like you're think, I feel like that's a like case of molestation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to have to make some, I'm just going to have to make some, bring it up to you. All right. All right. I'll, I'll take that challenge. (laughs) Garrett's mix is also up there. The cheddar, what? the cheddar, and the caramel mix from Garrett's in Chicagoland. Um, so the Washington Island mix is the same thing, and it's really good. Well, they stole it from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JP, let's hear it. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of butter, but I like to, um, like cinnamon and sugar. <laughs> Ooh, God, I hate that. I like that too. Yeah, like I've cinnamon. actually never had that. And then uh, somewhere else, I had um, sriracha popcorn. <gasps> that sounds great. That yeah, sound good. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it was good. A little chili. Have powder. you tried the flame and hot? What's popcorn that? Yet? Have you tried the flame and hot popcorn yet? No, not yet. You should. It's pretty good. <laughs> Do you ever mix anything in 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 your popcorn? Put any like M and M's or anything in there? Oh yeah, I put M and M's. But you know, if you go to the movie theater and you put the M and M's in with the butter stuff, it like gets the coating off of it, and your fingers mm-hmm. get all kind of like, you know. But it, it's still good. Yeah, pretzels, popcorn, M and M's, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like you're talking about trail mix now. Matt would yeah. really love that. <laughs> 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 All he right. probably wouldn't take you up on it, though. No, 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 <laughs> no. He was he was hurt as a child with some sort of trail mix. It had to like someone must have thrown a bag at him or something. A trail mix. He and he does not like nuts. That is my understanding. Oh, uh, hmm. So he's kind of phobic. He's like nut phobic. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what he's phobic of: parking out front of buildings. <laughs> Well, with that said, talking about buildings that he didn't want to park in front of, Door Disc Golf. So we do have a physical location in Fish Creek, but we also have DoorDisc.com. 
with that being said, all the stuff we mentioned in the previous episodes, the custom stamps, the DD restock or the trilogy restock, that stuff is moving quick. Um, so get online, grab some, we'll send it anywhere in the United States, actually anywhere in the world, if you want to pay the shipping. Um, and $75 or more is free shipping. So get on there, excluding a few products such as the carts, some of our bags, things like that, those larger items. Um, but with that being said, hexes and glitches will be in the shop and on the site early this week. So you're listening to this. It might be on the shop right now. In Vanguard. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Vanguards. Yep. And then the cinnamon went live, and I think we have one more cinnamon left. Do we have any more cinnamons left? I don't know. There's a couple when I was in the shop a couple, yesterday. Yep. But all right, the proto cinnamons. I know I saw a couple go out, and then, um, but yeah, so hexes and glitches, and we got a lot of each of those coming. So um, keep an eye out on those. And then I think outside of that, that's about all we got. Oh, we did get a bunch of accessories in. So we got like quick sticks and birdie bags and. On and on, we even got beach frisbees. So, like, we got some ultimate frisbees, some night gliders, some beach frisbees, some fastbacks. Um, so, there you go. With all that being said, is there anything else or inspirational you want to leave us on, boys? Be cool to each other. Cool. JP? Don't drive over 110 miles an hour on the. Uh... In Dorcony. <laughs> did you see that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So dude doubled up the speed limit on his way mm -hmm. home. <laughs> That's immediate jail time, I bet. I'm sure it was. I say the thing I'm going to leave you guys with is that never trust a fart. Uh-oh. Sounds like something recent happened. <laughs> No, just, just making sure everybody knows. Never trust a fart. With that being said, keep it subpar and deuces in the toilet. Peace. <laughs>